You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome again to our broadcast today. Taking territories, we're taking territories in the spirit. And I'm telling you today that God is doing, going to do something in your life, even as you receive the word of God. I want you to... Um, Open your spirit and let God work in your spirit, okay? Let God begin to open his word to you. Let the spirit of revelation flow through you, flow into your mind and your spirit, and let the spirit of understanding come upon you. Not only that, let the power of God also flow into your life, into your situation to cause there to be an alignment, alignment to God's purpose, all that God has ordained for you. Let everything begin to fall into place in the name of Jesus. I declare that over your life. I declare that that which is against the will of God begins to fall out of, out of alignment with, you know, with your life and let your life begin to get into alignment with God's will, God's plan, God's purpose. As it is in heaven, so shall it be in your life, in the name of Jesus. We've been talking about the, the reality and the power of our spiritual walk. You are a spirit being, just like you are a natural being, okay? Yes, God made you in his image after his likeness. So God is a spirit and he made you in his image after his likeness. So you have a spirit body you have a spirit identity you are a spiritual personality all right but then he also made you as a physical being so as to enable you to function on the earth and that makes you a physical being that makes you a physical being and uh, so we are living and we are operating in both worlds at the same time we are Living in the spirit, we are seated in the heavenly places with Christ spiritually, but physic physically we are on the earth and we are going about our normal um, uh, life, our normal lifestyle according to our earthly existence. So um, this, this, this teaching is to help us to understand and value our spiritual reality, our spiritual abode, and our spiritual experience. In fact, you need to experience more of God spiritually. And I know that physically, we have probably not even maximized our physical experience as it should be, as we were created to. But I'm telling you, in the spirit, we are far behind, far behind. And what God has in mind for us. So we need to desire to, to grow in the things of the spirit. As well as to grow in the natural. So you grow in your natural work. You grow in your spiritual work. Okay. Yes. That way you're going to be a balanced person. You're going to be the kind of person that God created you to be. So let's look at the Bible. Romans chapter 8. We've been reading from Romans chapter 8. In verse 1 he says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. 
So you have the option of walking according to the flesh, and you have the option of walking according to the spirit. Okay, yeah. So the flesh here, the flesh here, I want you to understand that the flesh here is speaking about the sinful nature, speaking about the, 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 the desires and the appetites of your body, of your sinful nature. And um, many people, many people live according to the desires of the flesh. They don't live according to the, um, to the Holy Spirit. They don't even care. People don't even know that there is a spiritual life to live. Okay? Yes. But I want to say this, that there are different mindsets. There are different um, ways of viewing life. And uh, uh, the Bible shows us three different types of minds, okay? Three different types of minds that determine how people live. So I want to show you. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, we'll come back here to, to Romans uh, uh, chapter 8, but let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians, and I want to read from verse 14, okay? It says, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. You see, the natural man does not receive the things of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Okay, so the first mind, or the first kind of person, all right, the first kind of person and the kind of mind he has is a natural mind. The natural mind is a rational mind, and there's nothing wrong with being rational, okay? There's nothing wrong with being rational. In fact, many Christians need to be more rational in their in their in their thinking and in their approach to life. So there's nothing wrong with being rational. There's nothing wrong with being pragmatic. There's nothing wrong with being, um, being critical, even in your thinking and so on. All right? It, it has its place. God gave us the mind for that. But, you know, there are some people that anything that is not, cannot be explained, let's say, anything that cannot be explained by science does not exist so far as they are concerned. That's the natural mind. Anything that they cannot see with their, five, uh, with their, with their eyes and they cannot, um, they cannot interact with according to their five senses, then it does not exist. They only believe what they see, they can touch, what they can feel, they smell, and, 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 and so on, and taste. So that, that's, that's the natural mind. That's the natural mind. So many people struggle to walk with God because they are too naturally minded. Too naturally minded. In other words, all their life, the, the, the weight of their existence is placed only on their natural um, reality. But there is another reality. There's another reality that requires a different set of skills. It requires a different mindset.
It, it requires a different approach. Okay, so and that's what we're dealing with. That's what we're looking at. So the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. He does not receive. So when you bring spiritual things to a natural, natural mind, it doesn't make sense to him. It doesn't make sense. He cannot even appreciate them. He cannot receive them. That's what the Bible is saying. He says they are foolishness to him. It doesn't make sense. Some people say that they are atheists. Why? Because they cannot see God. They don't have a, a, a they don't have a telescope that can locate God. They don't have they don't have a scientific experiment they can perform to say this is God. This is what God looks like and so on. They are so naturally minded that they are detached from spiritual realities. So it says that that man cannot receive them. Why? Because the things of God are spiritually discerned. They are not naturally discerned. They are spiritually discerned. All right. Yes. So. That mind, that mindset of the natural man who looks at things only in the physical and he approaches life just like that will struggle to walk with God, will struggle to experience the blessings of God, the benefits of walking with God, and, and so on. Yes, so that is the first mind. But then that's not the only mind. There is another mind. And another person, a kind of person that the Bible talks about. And that is what is known as the carnal mind. Let's look at Romans. Romans chapter 8. We go back to Romans chapter 8. And in Romans chapter 8, we see there that uh, Paul is speaking by the Spirit. He says in verse 6, For to be carnally minded is death. Okay. To be carnally minded is death. This is important for us to understand that there is a mind, there is a way of thinking that doesn't lead to life. It leads to death. Let me read that verse in the Amplified. In verse 6 of the Amplified, it says, Now the mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever, because it pursues sin. But the mind of the spirit is life and peace. The spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God. Both now and forever. So you see, this, the, the, it's, it's, it's helping us to see, to understand the mind. We're talking about the, the carnal mind. is the mind of the flesh. It only thinks about things that are sinful. It, 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 in fact, if we, if we read on, read on to the next verse, it says, The mind of the flesh, with its sinful pursuits, is actively hostile to God. So there is a mind that is hostile to God. It's hostile to God. It does not submit itself to the law, to God's law. Right? It doesn't. Since it cannot, it doesn't have the ability to submit to the law of God. Doesn't it? That's, that's the kind of mind. Alright? And those who are in the flesh, right? And those who are in the flesh, 
living a life that centers on sinful appetites and impulses cannot please God. So a life that is centered on just how to gratify this, this flesh, to gratify your, your, your fallen, um, your, your, your sinful nature, it does not please God. It cannot please God like that. And you know what? You can be born again and be carnal. It's possible to be born again and be carnal. So if we're going to experience the power of our spiritual reality and walk, we have to discard the carnal mind. We have to discard a carnal lifestyle and embrace the life of the Spirit. Embrace the life of the Spirit. So now, if we go back to 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, I'll look at chapter 3. In chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians, Paul says, I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal and as to babes in Christ. These people, these are born-again people, and he says they are carnal. They are carnal. In other words, they have embraced a mindset that is incapable of pleasing God. They've embraced a mindset and a lifestyle that is incapable of appreciating the things of God and obeying, submitting to the Lordship of Christ. They've embraced that kind of mindset. And we, we need to understand that. I'm telling you that. Uh, uh, if you don't, if you don't um, pursue the things of God, if you don't pursue the Spirit of God, if you don't pursue God, you, you, you can uh, fall into carnality before you realize it. And the, the, the Christian walk is not static. You can't it's, 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 you, you can be at one, you, you, you can't just be at one place and you don't move. You don't move. You are either growing or you are dying. <laughs> Somebody said, yes. If you're not growing, you're dying. So he says, I could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to Kana and as to babes in Christ. As babes in Christ. Now, there's nothing wrong with being a baby. But how many people know that being, if, if, if you're 40 years old and you're still a baby, there is something wrong. That's abnormal. Abnormal. If you're 40 years old and you're still looking for your mama to, you know, to come and, to come and help you to, you know, change your diapers, then it means you are sick. You're not normal. Okay. So if, if, if a child of God does not grow, does not grow, does not develop spiritually, remains stunted spiritually, then they get into carnality. They get into carnality, and that was the that was the that, that was the case in um, in Corinth, the church in Corinth. So Paul says to them, he says, "I fed you with milk, not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. Even now you are not able." You're still not able. He says, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like men, men? Can you see that? So some of the qualities of carnality is, is the works of the flesh. Hmm? Works of the flesh are what 
that, that's what the, the, the carnal body, the carnal person manifests the works of the flesh. Envy, hmm? strive, divisions. You know, he, say, he says, because of all these things, he says they're carnal. They, they, they're displaying carnality. Even though they have the nature of God in them, but they're also displaying a contrary nature. Which is the sinful nature. So, if we're going to live in the Spirit, if we're going to walk in the Spirit, aware that the carnal mind is not for you. Okay? The carnal mind is not for you. Yes, you are supposed to have a spiritual mind. That's the, that's, the next, the, that's the next mind that you should have. Spiritual mind. What's that? It's the mind of Christ. Hmm? Back to Romans chapter 8. It says, uh, uh, verse 9, it says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. This is verse 9. Let me read that in the Amplified. Let's look, at, look at how the Amplified puts it. He says, however, you are not living in the flesh that is controlled by the sinful nature, but in the Spirit. If in fact the Spirit of God lives in you, directing and guiding you, but if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him and is not a child of God. Uh, wow, these are strong words that Paul is, 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 is putting out here. Alright, strong words. But I want you to skip to verse 12. It says, now that, it says, Therefore, brethren, we are not debtors to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. That's the destination of the flesh. Those sinful desires. So you can't be a child of God and you're saying, well, you know, if it, it, and because, I do it because it feels right. Anything that feels good is what I will do. Let me tell you something. There are things you feel good about, you know, that your body feels good about that are not good for you. All right. You might feel good about taking somebody's thing without his permission. That does not make it that does not make it right. Because some people live by the philosophy that if, if it feels good, then it can't be wrong. How can wrong feel so good? You know? Some people have that philosophy, and that is not okay. For spiritual people, we are not called to that kind of lifestyle. Okay, but he says, rather he says, for as many, verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We are led by the Spirit of God. Is what the Spirit tells us to do. Is what the Spirit wishes or desires or how the Spirit directs us. That's the way we live our lives. Isn't that interesting? Yes, it is. So, I want you to know that God, um, God has created us both to live in the natural and in the spiritual world. But this, minds, this mindset, if, you, if, if the, the, the natural mind is okay as long as it is being renewed by the word of God. Okay? It's fine it's, if it's renewed. The mind is renewed. 
Romans chapter 12. Let me read that. Romans chapter 12, um, verse, verse 2. He says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed to this world. So in other words, the world has a... There's a way that the world... There's a world view out there. There is a mindset. There's a mindset out there that the world wants you to fit into that. It wants you to fit into that. And as a child of God, you need to be strong. And you need to know when to say no. The majority are not always right. Even if the whole world is, is, is saying this is the way to go and God says that's not the way to go, you can't go with the world. No. It's better to be, um, to be in the minority. They say one with God is majority. Yes, how true. So do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good. An acceptable and perfect will of God. So when you allow your natural mind, when you feed your natural mind with the word of God, the more you feed your natural mind with the word of God and meditate on the word of God, you continue to do that, it renews your mind. It begins to help your mind to have the ability to judge accurately, to distinguish between right and wrong. To distinguish, to enable you to appreciate the things of the Spirit. It helps you to also be able to walk in the Spirit. When your mind is renewed. So, the mind is, a, is, a, is it's an, important, it's a, it's an important part of you. It determines your ability to walk in the Spirit and your ability to walk in the flesh. It's the mind. So the enemy is after your mind. Why? Because he knows that that's the center. That's where you, 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 you make decisions. That's where you, you plot your life. Where you, where, wherever you want to go. Your mind goes there first. Alright. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So, as a spiritual man and as a spiritual being, made in God's image, after his likeness. There's a lot that God has invested in your spirit. There's a lot that God has invested in the realm of the spirit for you. Remember that you have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. In Christ, you are loaded. There's nothing you need that you do not have already in the spirit. In the spirit. But you need to train your mind to be able to access that which is in the spirit. And that's, what, that's why we have the scriptures. That's why we have the word of God. And that's why you need to read the word of God on a daily basis. Take time. Make time to continue to read the word of God. Why? Because when you read the word of God, it helps you to appreciate that which God has made available to you. All right. Now let me read from Second Peter chapter chapter one. He says, verse two says, "Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He has given. Can you see that? He's not trying to give. No, He has given to us 
all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us to glory and virtue. So he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. There is power. All the power you need to succeed in life is already available to you. All the power that you need to defeat the enemy is already available to you. All the power that is that you need to rise above all the odds against you is already been made available to you. All the power that you need to become who you are supposed to be is made available to you. But you need to access it. It's not in the natural. No, it's not in your bank. Okay, don't go to your bank and ask them for what God has, what Jesus has paid for because they don't know what you're talking about. But you have a heavenly a treasury that you go to. You can go there by faith. But you, you do that by meditating on the word of God. When you start meditating on the word of God, you know, the reality of, the, of what God has done in the spirit begins to permeate your mind. Begins to permeate your mind. Then your mind begins to envision it. Your mind begins to perceive it. Okay, you start perceiving it. In fact, it gets to a point that you start seeing it with the eyes of your mind. You start seeing it with the eyes of your mind. There is nothing you cannot achieve if you set your mind to do it. Yeah, but that power is in the spirit. It's in the spirit, so you can tap from that power. Remember, God made you in his image after his likeness. So God sat down. Think about it. God made the earth from nothing. He made the earth from nothing. All right? We don't, I mean, though, he just spoke. He spoke and things came into being. Now, if he made you after his likeness, do you know that you have the capacity? You have the capacity to make something out of nothing. When I say out of nothing, of, of course there is, you're going to use, um, there are things that you will use in terms of, um, you, need, you need faith, you know, you need a plan, you need a vision, and, and uh, you, 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 you need resources and so on. But listen, all of that is already available in the spirit. It's already available in the spirit. So you might be faced in a situation, you might be in a situation where you feel you are disadvantaged, you feel that you don't have what it takes. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That it does not matter what you lack. You already have. You know, what you lack physically. You might lack things physically. But if you will, if you will uh, begin to see what is available to you in the realm of the spirit, right? You can believe that and start working, working and start planning, <laughs> planning your your life. You know, putting things in place physically, and begin 
to apply your mind, you will be amazed at how God will bring this, bring things to pass, will help you to materialize that which you see in your mind, in your spirit. Yes. I am so amazed at how how man has progressed, even in a fallen state, okay? Man sinned, lost 90% of the use of his intellect, of his brain. So man is using just 10%. And look at what man is able to achieve with 10%. Look at what we, look at what man has been able to achieve going to space. And you know, build cities, build, build. Uh, nations have been built with just ten percent. But you know that we have access to the rest of the ninety percent in Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Okay, there's a spiritual mind. There's a spiritual mind. So we go back to First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter two, uh, chapter two. All right. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says, um, verse 16, it says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. But let me back up a little bit. All right. It says in verse 9, it says, I has not seen nor ear heard nor entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Can you see that? There are things God has prepared for you. Do you love God? If you love God, then there are things. There is something that is laid up for you already. That's what he's saying. You know? And, and he says, But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Then he goes down verse 11 to say, For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. So you see, your spirit knows some things that your mind does not know. Your spirit knows some things. Why? Because your spirit is, is, is in a different world. It's in the realm of the spirit. It's interacting. Your spirit is what enables you to interact with the unseen world. That's your spirit. Okay? So your spirit is able to investigate. Your spirit is able to feed your mind with information. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. That's what the Bible says in Proverbs 20, 27. Or is it 27, 20? The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. So God, by the Holy Spirit, feed your spirit with inspiration. Feed your spirit with ideas. Feed your spirit with innovative ideas. But what do you do? You just... I mean, I've often shared the story of how, you know, in the place of prayer years ago, I had a vision and I saw a flat screen TV. And this was at the time that the bigger your TV was, the more, you know, the, the, the more cool you were. 
And when I, I saw this thing, and, I, and I'm like, wow, how cool. So I have a TV flat on the wall, you know. And I told my friends about it, and they were just laughing. You know, everybody was just laughing. Oh, Eric, you know, yeah, you've come with those you know, strange ideas again. And, and, but now I'm looking at it, oh my, I wish I knew better. If I, if, 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 if I, if I knew better, I would have taken that idea and worked on it. You know? and, but, yeah, God didn't only show it to me. Apparently, he showed other people as well. And those ones, you know, stepped out and they implemented it. And today we have flat screen TVs. So, I... I believe that there is still more that God wants to reveal. There is still more that needs to be invented. There is still more ideas that God wants to release to this generation. There are still more solutions. There are so many, so many things that are going on in the world today. There is so much, so much problems. And we need people that will bring solutions to the earth. Tap from the Father. Hallelujah. You know, our God is omnipotent. He is all potential. You know, the, the word omnipotent, not only is he all powerful, but he's also all, he's got all potential. He's potent. So that's the God we serve. That's our Father. So when you connect with him, there are things you can bring into the earth. There are things you can bring into the earth to begin to solve the problems of humanity. So there is power in the spiritual walk. When you allow the, the, your, your natural mind to be renewed, when you get it renewed by the word of God, and then the mind of the spirit is able to receive from God and then impart it to, you, to, your, to your natural mind, and then you now begin to apply it. Let's trust God. Let's trust God. I want, I, want you, I want you to begin to trust God to give you, to begin to give you solutions. Show you things. Show you things ahead of your, of your generation, ahead of time. Begin to see things. Yes. Why? Because you're walking with a God who is a creator. Can you imagine? Elohim. Hallelujah. The God, the powerful God. Yes, Yahweh Elohim. You are his, you are his subject. Remember? You're under his lordship. So you're saying, let his creativity flow into your life. I'm releasing and I declare that the creative power of God begin to flow right now. Don't let tradition limit you. Okay. Don't let your education to limit you. Don't let your experience to limit you or your experiences. Don't let voices of people around you to limit you. It's never been done, so what? doesn't matter if it hasn't been done. I remember the Wright brothers who were, uh, who were persecuted for even imagining that man could fly. You know? Their father was a pastor, you know. And they were sitting down there, uh, listening to the word of God until that word began to show, began to paint picture. And then they came up with this idea of man flying. Man flying. Can you imagine that? 
And it's like, no, this guy is, this guy is, what, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to play God? What are you trying to do? Fly. And look at 100 years later, we are getting into jets and flying all over the place. Thank God the Wright brothers did not listen to popular opinion. I thank God that their father did not stop them. <laughs> I thank God that they insisted and they continued despite being ridiculed. Now, the whole of humanity is being blessed. I wonder what else, what else is meant to be released to our generation through you. It doesn't matter what field you are in. I want you to begin to open yourself up. You are a spirit being. You are also a natural being. You are supposed to bring solutions from the spirit. As it is in heaven, let it be on the earth. As it is in heaven, let it be on the earth. Connect with heaven. Bring ideas. Yes, bring ideas from heaven. Bring designs from heaven. Come on, yes. If you are an engineer, get into the spirit. Get into the spirit. Fellowship with the spirit until you begin to receive blueprints. Begin to receive solutions. And bring them down to the earth. Hallelujah. If you are a scientist in whatever field of science, begin to, begin to press into God. Press into God and let, let, let his scientific, um, let the scientific part of God be imparted to you. Let that be released to you. Don't be limited by what your professor taught you. Yes, all that they taught you is what has been done already. There is what hasn't been done and only God has that. Press into that. Sometimes Christians don't press into God enough. So God has to give those ideas to unbelievers who will pursue them and bring them to pass. How sad. God's people should be the most innovative people. God's people should be the most creative people. God's people should be the ones to bring the most solutions. Governments should be consulting the church. They should be coming to us to say, uh, so how do we solve this? What do you think? How do you, you know, they should come to us to say, uh, do you have somebody who can help us, who can advise us on this matter, on that matter? That's the kind of person, that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of people we're supposed to be. Hallelujah. Yes. So Jesus hasn't come yet. <laughs> he says we should occupy till he comes. So we, are, we need to start occupying. Let's, let's make a difference. You need to, you need to, you need to trust God. You know, through, use your relationship with God. Leverage on your relationship with God to bring what is going to transform our society? Africa needs you. The world needs you. This nation needs you. We need you. We need you. Receive something. There is what only you can touch in God and bring down. Bring it on. Yes. Oh, pastor, there's nobody to help me. Listen, you've got God. Start from there. <laughs> Start from there. Whatever it is. You know, we're looking at um, reaching every household in Midrand. We're going to do it. Start thinking of creative ways. How are we going to do that? Yeah. How are we going to do that? There's, there's technology there. Different ways. 
We need to start pressing in for strategies. Ask God. It's power. Do you know that all these innovations that we see on the earth today, some people say, some people think it's the devil. The devil is not a creator. He never made anything. He never made anything. Every good and perfect gift is from above, from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation, no shadow of turning. So we need, we need to press into God so that we can bring solutions. We can change lives. Right? We're facing a pandemic right now. People are dying. So many people have died. Shouldn't be like this. Shouldn't be like this. We can't be at the mercy, at the mercy of circumstances. No. No. If natural Israel or national Israel, if national Israel can be as innovative as it is, there's one of the smallest countries in the world, just 8 million. <laughs> uh, you know, 8 million people making such an impact on the earth, exporting so much intellectual property. And yet the Bible says that we are supposed to make them jealous. They should look at us and be jealous. They should be jealous of our relationship with God. They should be jealous of, of what we are able to tap from God. There is what we are supposed to bring that will, will dwarf what they, what they are bringing. But why is it not happening? Because we are still sleeping. It's time to wake up. Wake up. And make the most, make the most of our relationship with God. Hallelujah. Don't be too, so spiritual that you cannot connect with the natural. And don't be so natural that you cannot connect with the spiritual. You need, you need to be able to, to live in both worlds with skill. <laughs> you need to be... You need to master the, the, the natural world and then you need to master the spiritual world because those are your abodes. <laughs> God has made you to be able, given you the capacity to excel in the spirit and to excel in the natural. So if we're not excelling, there's something wrong. Not from God's side, definitely not. Because he has already, I've, I've, I've shown you, he has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everything we will ever need, he did. He did for us. And if you just sit down and you pray and say, God, just, you know, just come down and do this for me. You know, God is going to say, what's wrong with you? I gave you hands. I gave you a mind. You think? You, I made you like myself. He said, I made you like myself. Think, think, think. How do you, how, what do you do? Start applying your mind. And we have the mind of Christ. I mean, you know the mind of Christ. You know the kind of advantage we have. We have such an unfair advantage. When compared to the world, the world should not be able to come close to us. <laughs> huh? When it comes to accesses, solutions, and so on, they shouldn't. Yeah, why? Because we have the Holy Spirit, the Paracletus. 
the one, our helper, our standby, who will stand by us and walk with us. You know, in that office, if you will allow, if you will now begin to allow your relationship with God to start impacting on your career, do you know the difference it will make? Do you know the difference it will make? You know, if you're a student, do you know that if you will allow your relationship with God to start impacting on your studies, do you know the difference that will make? You are bringing both worlds together, the natural and the spiritual. You bring them together and then there is an explosion. There is an explosion. Miracles happen when the spirit and the natural come together. Miracles happen. And, and so we need to become walking miracles. I don't know about you. I want to become a walking wonder. Hallelujah. Yes. Walking wonder. I declare that over you. From today, you will become a walking wonder in the name of Jesus. Because you will tap from the wisdom of God, bring it to the earth, and then begin to apply it. And you become a wonder to the natural mind. The natural man who cannot receive the things of God, who cannot appreciate the things of God, who considers the things of God foolish, will look at you and they will be blown away. How about that? Get ready for that. One of the things the Lord told us as a church is to expect the unimaginable, all right, will be characterized by the unimaginable. Yes, supernatural, extraordinary. This thing, this is only going to be possible when we bring the natural and the spiritual together. Bring them together and then we'll begin to stand out. You know, some people have mastered the natural, but they can't relate with the spiritual. Some people have mastered the spiritual, but they can't relate with the natural. We're going to bring both together. Hallelujah. We'll bring both together. Then you become a living wonder. I'm a living wonder. Come on, say that. Say, I am a living wonder. Hallelujah. Yes. So people will begin to, to study your life. You get to a point that you become a study case. How about that? Am I just dreaming? No, 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 no. These are things that God, God has already declared about you. The word of God is loaded, loaded with so much for you. Yes. So we, we, we want to transform our society. We want to disciple a whole nation. We want to disciple a whole city. How are we going to do that? Just by being naturally minded? Or, you know, no, 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 no. We want, when we bring it together, then we... we we gain the credibility. We'll begin to gain credibility. We'll begin to gain authority. Yes. And we will begin to bring about the mind of God. And begin to break the influence of the sinful nature on the lives of people. Bringing people to faith. Bringing them, uh, you know, uh, and helping them to transit from, from the worldly pattern of thinking. From the mold of the world. And then bring them into the place where they can now start living in God's will. And they can now start appreciating the will of God. They start living under the Lordship of Jesus. 
the Lordship of Christ. Jesus wants to be Lord over the spirit and the natural. He wants to be Lord over every aspect of our lives. Yes. So, that is what this is about. Okay? There is power. There is power in you already. There is power that is stored up in your spiritual account. There are resources stored up in your spiritual account. Yes. God has, God has provided a place for us as a church and we are so grateful. But guess what? <laughs> it's time for us to bring, you know, bring, bring, bring our finances, resources together. Let's trust God. Let's believe God. Let's believe God. Hallelujah. To make those payments. Katapushtaha. I call in the finances. I call in the finances. In the mighty name of Jesus. All that is needed. Yes. Yes. Tell yourself, I can do it. I can do it. Lord, because I am here, you can consider it done. This is the kind of mindset we need to have. We need to start developing that kind of mindset. Lord, because you've given me this ability, I'm going to do this. Yes. And then you step out and start doing it. Then, you, you know, God starts getting impressed. You know, you do this, you do that. Then he now starts increasing you and increasing you and increasing you. And people begin to wonder, since when did you become this powerful? When did you become so great? You know, years ago, Years ago, I was uh, I was at a meeting, and this guy, um, this um, general in the faith, came from America, and he was he was hosted by another another general in the faith. And when he came, when the guy came and landed, and he saw the way he saw the influence that this man had, he saw the way he was received. He, 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 he couldn't, he had never seen such a thing before. You know, when Africans want to do things, they really go all out, right? Yeah, and this man turned to him and he says, why didn't you tell me you were so great? <laughs> wow, I thought, wow, <laughs> that is interesting. So somebody that has become a household name around the world turns to you and begins to marvel. And he's wondering, how come I didn't realize you were as great as you are? You know, the time is going to come that you people will look and they will say, wow, we didn't realize you're so great. And then you point them to Jesus. Amen. You point them to Jesus. So we need to manifest the greatness of God. We need to manifest the wisdom of God. We need to manifest the power of God. We need to manifest the resources of God. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for your people. I pray for each and every one. Lord, if, if, if there's anyone that is trapped in carnality, let, let, let them be released, oh God. Break the power of carnality, oh God, over their minds. In the name of Jesus. Lord, bring them to the place where they begin to experience the mind of Christ. Let the mind of Christ be imposed over your mind. Right now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, I thank you. I speak, O oh Father. The washing of water by your word. Let your word, O oh God. 
that I've spoken, that I've, that I've come forth. Let it wash the minds of your people from every hindrance, every limitation, every restriction. Lord God, whatever it is that has, that has kept your people caged and, and deterred them from moving forward, let them be broken right now. In the name of Jesus, yes, I speak it right now. Yes, in the name of Jesus, Kadibustaha, Yenemesindebede. Yes, I see it's like glass breaking over somebody right now. It's like you've been, you've been, you've been in 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 a kind of like a box, you know, glass box, but it's it has been shattered right now. God has freed you, freed you. That mindset that limited you is broken right now. You need to walk and begin to take steps. Hallelujah. Freedom in Christ. I declare that over you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I see a chain falling. Falling over someone. Yes, I see a chain falling over you. I break that right now. In the name of Jesus. Be free. Be free to become who you were born to be. Be free to fulfill your potential in the name of Jesus, to maximize your potential. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, if you're watching this and you're not born again, I want to pray for you. Okay? If you just pray this after me with all your heart sincerely, I'm going to pray for you after that. Just repeat this after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. It's my Savior. I receive him into my heart right now. Jesus, come in. Wash my sins. Make me a brand new person. Give me your desires. <laughs> Take away sinful desires from my life. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray. Pray for my brother, my sister, who wants to just pray this prayer. Lord, I ask, oh Father, that they would experience the joy of your salvation, the sin forgiven, the names written in the Lamb's book of life. God, let there be manifestation of your kingdom, the reality of the new creation to dawn upon them. Thank you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Wonderful. Before we go, if you're giving your offering, I want you to give generously and uh, let's trust God, okay, for, for mighty move in your life. Lord, I pray for your people as they give. I speak your blessing over them, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. As they faithfully support your work, let your, let your, let your uh, blessing manifest in their lives. Lord God, opportunities, doors, open, promotions, hallelujah increase. I speak that over their lives. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. God bless you real good. Thank you for joining us for this broadcast. Please share with someone. Share, subscribe, and like and comment. And God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. 
For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.